0: Hello from sunny Austin, Texas, and welcome to the Healthcare Soothsayer Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bonnie Clipper, and yes, I am a nurse. I have worked for more than 30 years as a nurse, chief nurse executive, innovation strategist, and speaker. I am grateful for the opportunities to have created nationally recognized programs and for building the framework to bring 4 million nurses from across the country into the innovation space. I get to connect regularly with healthcare leaders and frontline professionals to talk about ways to improve patient outcomes, access, cost efficiencies, and clinical workflows. I have taken the message of Nursing Innovation International and look forward to continuing this message to transform healthcare. This podcast will bring you thought leaders and ideas that you may not have heard otherwise. This is their opportunity to share with you what they see in their crystal ball Through their unique lens and perspective in healthcare and what we can anticipate as a result. I hope you can take a few minutes to listen to this conversation today that I had with Dustin Harper. We are going to talk about the changes that are afoot around staffing and scheduling and the impact that that has on the nursing workforce. I hope you'll stick around and listen. Our guest today is Dustin Harper. Dustin is the Vice President of Business Development. And since he is literally transitioning over the next couple of weeks, we will fill in the blank and the company at that time. So Dustin, I am extremely excited to be talking with you today and to get your really unique perspective. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about what you do?
1: Hey, thanks, Bonnie. Really excited to be on here today. And First off, just wanted to say I appreciate everything you do from a nursing perspective. Been a big fan for a while, so excited to be here. But yeah, Dustin Harper grew up in the Midwest in Ohio. Then I ended up going down to school at the University of Georgia, have to throw in a Go Dogs because of our recent national championship. From there, I actually was not in healthcare. I went into the power tool industry and worked in sales and sales leadership for a company called Milwaukee Tool for almost a decade, and then kind of hit a little bit of a plateau period where I wanted to make a change. And one of my friends worked at a prominent medical device company. And one thing led to another. And I started in medical device sales about three years ago in 2019. Interesting timing, obviously, with the pandemic happening soon after that. And I learned a ton uh, during that time. And I was actually in a unique area of medical device where I focused a lot on nursing. And I think that's how kind of you and I ended up connecting. And then most recently, all that kind of led me to a new opportunity within staffing and technology, which still has a definitely a healthcare focus and also a nursing focus. So I'm really excited about the future.
0: So what's really interesting about this sort of um, conflation of roles to me is there must be similarities from where you started off at, in Power Tools, where you moved in terms of devices and technology and where you're going. How are you going to bring these really interesting and different, but maybe similar pieces together?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I think both of the previous companies that I was at were were growth companies. So that's super fast-paced. Everything's always changing. Obviously, since the pandemic, daily and weekly things are changing. So I think that growth kind of mindset has really helped me no matter what I do. And then I think from a sales standpoint, there's different philosophies that you always have to look at. You really have to make it about the customer. You have to make it about what problem are you helping them solve? And then I think when you get into healthcare, it's really even more prevalent where you need to be looking out for the patients or the nurses because you really are helping people. So I think those two things for sure stand out. And then both of my previous roles, I dealt with big hospital systems as well as like Home Depot. And you have to be very strategic and long-term thinking. And I think that has helped me kind of transition into slightly different industries.
0: So that's really interesting. Now, as, as nurses, um, we're incredibly complex. What do you think those lessons are that you have learned in the past that, that you can use to bring with you? Because certainly... In the staffing industry, it is a very dynamic, rapidly changing, highly complex industry. In fact, I I would actually say you're entering um, one of the slivers of healthcare that we would consider very VUCA, right? Very volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. How are those past roles going to help you in this this upcoming role?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I think in the medical device world, you get to kind of see it from a, a couple of different perspectives. So I was in one of the divisions that really focused on trying to help nurse safety, so make sure nurses wouldn't get injured, moving patients and turning patients. Um, so I was able to kind of be at the ground level and work with nurses and see how their shifts are going, see the pain points that they have. So I think that really gave me a perspective of really what the struggles are and what nurses are really good at. And I would literally be with them during trials, doing education, helping day shift and night shift. So I got that perspective at the, at the ground level. And that's quite honestly, especially during the pandemic, what which made me more passionate about trying to help nurses over the last three years. So I think I have that side of it, which is good. And then also to get anything done at a hospital or a hospital system, it's a lot of people involved. It's super complex. It typically is going to take six plus months. So you have to work with everybody from supply chain, nursing, C-suite, other administration. So I'm used to kind of that really long process and trying to be that kind of project manager that gets everybody on the same page and is a kind of more of a partner and an added resource to the hospital. So I think getting the perspective at the ground level w- was great for me and seeing some of the struggles during the pandemic. And then also seeing how hospitals operate and how complex it is to really get any change done or get anything done. So Moving into staffing, obviously it's even more dynamic to your point. So I think those previous experiences should hopefully help me. And I also try to ingrain myself sort of in the nursing culture. So I, I know we, you know, connected on LinkedIn. I'm involved in a lot of places locally and, and try to really become passionate and knowledgeable about all the, the problems going on in the you know healthcare and nursing.
0: So not to not to call this out, but Going to sort of highlight this a little bit. You've recently had the experience of being a patient. What were your observations and and did you learn anything new about nurses that you didn't already know?
1: Yeah, great question. I had a couple experiences recently. Uh, Myself, I had a, uh, a surgery, and then also my dad was in the hospital when I was traveling on vacation. So I've had a couple in the last three months. Fortunately, both were very, very positive experiences. So I think that was the lesson number one is that sometimes in healthcare and what's happened the last couple of years, it's easy to, to kind of get stuck into that negativity of everything going on. And I have to remind myself daily to have that kind of positive mindset. But being a patient, both for myself and then when uh, they helped out my dad in a, in a different state, I was actually pleasantly and, and very. Surprised with with how great the service was from start to finish, despite all the challenges going on right now. So I thought that was one thing that that really stood out to me, um, and and deserved credit for from uh, both of those hospitals and and systems. Also, just like you know, once you get into a surgery type setting, I don't do, I haven't done as much stuff in an OR with with my previous role, but just seeing how many nurses were involved and how many different steps there were, it's you know something so simple you you would think uh, getting from one workflow to another. There's so many different things involved with it, so it really gives you an idea of how complex it is. But really, just getting that consistent care from start to finish, especially when I had surgery, I was really impressed with, from my standpoint.
0: That's awesome. And y- you know what? What I'm sure you saw, and what we continue to see, is that. It's challenging in nurse world these days. We know there continues to just be so much turnover and churn, and these jobs are so difficult, yet nurses continue to show up, work their butts off, and just give and give and give. So I'm, I'm so glad that you had a great experience, not only with yourself, but also with your father, and it's nurses quite often that are just a key part of that.
1: A hundred percent. And yeah, that, and I think that was something too, like coming from outside of healthcare, although my dad is a doctor and my mom actually is an administrator at a hospital. So I guess it was meant, meant to be for me to get into healthcare, but I think people outside of healthcare maybe don't understand the scope and the role that nurses play and the fact that they're the, the largest workforce in healthcare. They're always ranked as the most trusted profession and just the impact they have on patients, because I, I believe, you know, they're by far in front of the patient's, significantly more than anybody else. So like the nurses have such a big impact on that patient experience and you know reviews and that whole patient outcome stuff. So uh, I agree with you 100%. Yeah,
0: and you're you're spot on. Nurses are the largest group of healthcare professionals um, you know, 4 plus million and they are four times larger than physicians and they are the group that spends more time with patients and their families than than any other, So, and it's noticed and it's, it's appreciated. And and sometimes disappointingly, it's underappreciated.
1: Yes, I agree. I agree for sure. And, and that was sort of one thing too. Like, so I was a little unique because I was focused on nursing when I was in med device. A lot of times when you think of med device, you think of like the OR and calling on surgeons, which is definitely very common, but I, I found that there was a lot of, medical salespeople that were staffing that were helping nurses, but maybe people didn't know about it as much. So, you know, something I was trying to kind of bring together is like, how can I maybe further shine a spotlight on that connection with sales and nursing and and just be another advocate from a different area? Because a lot of those people are actually in front of pretty high up leadership at hospitals. So maybe they can be, you know, another resource or advocate to to kind of push nursing forward. At least that's what I'm uh, trying to do. And, and hopefully that, that, that will happen over time?
0: Well, I'll tell you, we always appreciate having nurse advocates because nurses alone, while it's incredibly important that we drive so much of the change that is needed in our profession and in healthcare, uh, it, we can't do it alone. So having people like yourself that are essentially advocates and allies is extremely important because we need the support and we need all ideas. We really need everyone engaged to try to make things better to help us improve not only the work environments, but the patient care outcomes and access and reduce costs and improve equity. So I'm I'm thrilled that we connected and that you're such a strong nurse ally.
1: Same here. Yeah, look forward to continuing that in the future.
0: So I got to ask you now, we, we're not going to talk about the whom you're working for in the future, but you did shift industries. So you're moving more into scheduling, staffing types of technologies. Um, when you look at the nursing workforce, what does the future of that look like to you in terms of how we can actually change or reshape how we staff, schedule, utilize nurses? What what do you think that looks like?
1: Yeah, thank you for that question and and hopefully I'll continue to learn more over these next couple months, but the first thing that stands out to me is especially when I was been at hospitals the last few years is that if you're talking to a nurse manager or a nurse director, it seems that a lot of their time is getting dedicated to trying to figure out scheduling and staffing and in some cases more than half of their time is spent trying to figure all that stuff out and i think there's always going to be a little manual side to it but the fact that they're spending that much time trying to figure out staffing and scheduling at, at some places i've seen i think there's a way to definitely disrupt that and utilize different technology to kind of automate some of that and again i'm sure there's always going to be a little bit of manual side so that that was one big thing that i think is hopefully a wave in the future. And then obviously I think the second thing is kind of having a flexible workforce. If you look at other industries, like for example, retail, which I was kind of in before, uh, they've been doing a lot of flexible workforces for a long time. And in some cases, those hospitals are maybe competing for, for talent, uh, to other industries too. So I think the flexibility, uh, the 12 hour shift, you know, are people going to work at the same place for, for 10, 20 years in the future? You know, how can you have, let the nurses work a little bit more on their own terms. I I think that's definitely something that I know a lot of hospitals are already focused on, but it it seems to be a trend for the future.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Um, I spend time in a variety of organizations, hospitals and health systems across the country. And there, there are some pretty profound generational differences, right? I mean, there are, um, you know, I'm an Xer, right? So when we got hired, we got hired on a unit. Generally speaking, that was my home, I knew the staff on that unit. I knew my director and manager and charge nurses really, really well. And when we had to float off that unit, it was really uncomfortable and scary, but you did what you had to do because it happened once in a while. Young nurses, while they don't necessarily like being uprooted, they are much more adaptable and much more open to how things look and work in a different way so i'm in some organizations that are doing neat work around hiring nurses into it isn't truly a service line but almost like a pod mentality of there are four units in um kind of on the medical side and you're hired with a like kind of air quoting this maybe a primary unit of being unit a yet on any given day you can be on a b c or d and you are hired to be extremely flexible and vacillate back and forth, where you're needed in order to help staffing and sort of smooth those wrinkles. So I think that there are changes that are cultural and behavioral changes. And then we're going to need disruptors that are technology disruptors, such as using AI and predictive analytics on a regular, daily, affordable basis to help us as well. So what are you kind of seeing heading into your new gig?
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I think a lot of what you touched on definitely uh, makes a ton of sense. I think there's there's certainly a short term and a long term side to it. Uh, uh, from a short term standpoint, you know, how do you give hospitals better visibility and access to? what nurses are available in that location or that city. So, you know, how do you find, you know, the right nurse with the right specialty for the right area uh, when you need it? So I think there's a short-term side of it, whether that be, you know, travel contracts or PRN type stuff. And then from a long-term side of it, it's, I I think, how do you kind of work with that hospital or, or system to, you know, maybe there's some technology that, that, that company has that could maybe help the hospitals in the future be more flexible with their staffing, whether it be eight-hour shifts, four-hour shifts, things of that nature. Because ultimately, the end goal for for the hospitals is that they're going to have to retain more of their own staff, and some of the stuff that's going on now is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So I think I kind of look at it from a short-term and a long-term view of, of trying to help out the hospitals and nurses. So.
0: Yeah, well, and I, I think that's super smart, because we've really been pretty deeply rooted in doing things a certain way. And and we know that we are in such a state of disruption that we have to put the pieces together very, very differently. It's fascinating to me, because often when I'm out and I'm talking with younger nurses, they completely look at us sometimes like those of us that have been around for a while in, in healthcare, and particularly in nursing, sometimes like we have Three heads because they they say, you know, I've heard this, I can do everything on my cell phone. And I've literally had a nurse say, I was able to plan a trip to another country all on my cell phone by doing all of the research, booking my tickets, booking my Airbnb, planning my excursions, and doing everything. Yet I struggle to figure out my schedule, if I'm being floated, what the what's going on in the hospital. Uh, you know, anything that might give them some insight into what am I walking into today? So clearly we have not leveraged technology the way so many other industries have.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So, you know, you think of like an Airbnb or Uber, like you're talking about, it's, it's how can you kind of bring some of that to, to really help connect the hospitals and nurses? And I, you know, you, you might know better than me, but I don't think there's like an easy way to kind of see what, what, might be able to, available like in that city to quickly help a hospital that, that desperately needs it. So I think trying to bring that together. And then another side of it too is ultimately if, if there isn't some things done from the education side and, and the pipeline of nursing, which is a whole other conversation, it's going to be tough to, to get much better too if, if there's you know shortages in nurses. So I know there's a lot of things on the back end that have to happen with education and colleges and, and getting more um, younger people interested in going into nursing.
0: So. Yeah, and there are some platforms out there that actually do staffing across regions to allow um, individuals to see what is going on across several organizations. So there are things out there, and I think this is an area that we're going to see some pretty rapid expansion and growth, and it's perfect. It's ripe for that. We have to figure out how to do things differently. Myself, I actually started writing in uh, probably 1999, I believe, was the first time I Wrote a very, very small little article about how I believe nursing was moving to a free agency model. And I think that's what we're seeing. The loyalty model has been disrupted. It really isn't necessarily worth um, people's time to hunker down with one employer for uh, many, many years unless that employer can provide them all the boxes that need to be checked. And that isn't just comp and benefits, right? But it's around a strong culture, a good, safe place to work that respects and appreciates and values them, providing recognition and gratitude for their work, and offering things, you know, that help them advance their own career and certainly their their personal life, right? Are there Is there strong support for tuition reimbursement? Are you going to help me with career planning? Are you going to help me sort of move up in this organization or to prepare to move up in another organization? Almost like an investment in an individual. So I think we have a ton of opportunity, Dustin, and I'm going to be real excited to, to hear more from you in the future about where you're going.
1: Same here. That, that was great points. And, and yeah, I agree. It's going to be a longer process, but I, I think I've, I've definitely seen hospitals really trying to kind of turn things around and invest in their employees like you were talking about. So I look forward to seeing that as well. And I, I think there's a lot of opportunity to, to hopefully help and, and kind of disrupt in a positive way.
0: Yeah, that's, that's excellent. Well, this is a great place for us to put a pin in it for today. And I want to thank you for being with us and and sharing, uh, even if it's a little bit in sort of a cloaked way, what the work is that you're going to be doing in the future, because I think it's, it's extremely important. So thanks for being with us today on Healthcare Soothsayers.
1: Thank you so much, Bonnie. I had a great time and look forward to connecting again in the future.
0: Excellent. And be sure to check out the show notes for this show to find Dustin's contact info and to learn more about his work. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to Healthcare Soothsayers. I really do appreciate it. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and share it with your network. That is how we grow and learn. If you have ideas for show topics or guests, please reach out to me directly at ThoughtLeaderRN on Twitter. For information about this show or any of the others in the Touchpoint Media Network, please check them out at touchpoint.health.